following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. Well, it seems fitting that on New Year's Day, and this has been a weird couple of weeks at Artisan with Christmas Day and New Year's Day being on Sundays, it kind of messes up our whole schedule. And we had an immersed service on the last Sunday before Christmas, which was very different, and our schedule was different that day. And so I don't feel like we're right quite yet back into our, our rhythm. And next week we'll start with our regular two-service rhythm on Sunday mornings. But um, with all of this strangeness, I feel so sort of disconnected from you in a certain way. And I think you might feel that same way about each other as well. Um, it seems fitting that at this time, when Chris, or New Year's Day is on a Sunday, um, I don't usually do the uh, nostalgia or the retrospective type of thing too often, but we have to do it. We have to do it this time. Um, and so today we're going to talk about, we're going to basically do a little year in review and talk about all the uh, good things and bad things and in-between things that happened this past uh, calendar year, looking back to see where God has been present and uh, revealed himself to us um, in this past year. And uh, then next week we're actually going to do sort of the opposite of that and look ahead to 2017. Most of our ministry rhythms happen um, from July to June rather than from January to December, just the way we structure our, our year and our ministry. Um, but it, it will be just as fitting next week to, to be thinking about the coming calendar year and what uh, might be in store for us then too. So, um, And of course, this, these New Year's occasions, any, any moment like this is sort of a hinge moment where you're looking back and looking ahead at the same time. So there'll be some of each on each week. But... Um, <clears throat> I made a, a big, long list of all the stuff that was important to me uh, this past year, and it's all in order and arranged in a particular way. And then I got to thinking, well, I'm not the only person at Artisan Church. Um, it might be good to hear from the congregation about what, what moments were poignant or meaningful or fun or tragic um, or grace-filled for you it, as, a, as a part of Artisan Church, whether you're a, an official member or just an, a regular attendee or come in once a month or wh- whoever you might be, um, think about this past year. Uh, and some of you have not been at Artisan all year, so you have a limited period of time to draw from, but lots of us have been here for the whole year. I'd like to hear some from you, and then I will share the, the, the very high points from my list if you don't already share them. But I definitely want to um, have the congregation involved in this moment of remembrance. But to frame it, I want to read for you this verse that we encountered uh, when we did our series in Deuteronomy a few months ago, a couple months ago. Do you remember in Deuteronomy? uh, Deuteronomy is the story of Moses kind of retelling the whole story of Israel to the Israelites as they're about to enter into the promised land. And the first sermon in that series was called Remember and Do Not Forget, Remembering and Forgetting, something along those lines. And uh, boy, Moses just hammers that home to the people of God. Remember this, remember that, remember what God did for you, remember what God did to your enemies. Do not forget the way he brought you out of slavery, and and, uh, it's kind of captured well in Deuteronomy 6.12. Take care that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Now, um, as far as I know, none of us have been redeemed from uh, slavery in Egypt. Um, that's not the particular thing that God has done in our midst, certainly not our entire community's midst, the way it was for the Israelites in that time. But I think the principle at play here applies to us as people of faith. It's always good 
to recite the story of God in your midst. You should do this in your families if you are a family person. Uh, You should do this with your friends if you have friends who you've walked the road of faith with. Um, And we should definitely do it as a church to remember God's faithfulness, remember the challenges that we faced and how God brought us through them, remember the many blessings that God showered on us, Um, even remember the times of great tragedy when we felt entirely alone. It's important to remember all of this in the life of faith. And so we'll see how this works. Um, I, again, have my list of key moments, but I don't want to trample on, uh, on this moment too much. And so if you're a person who likes to shout something out in the room and you have a great memory of Artisan this past year, a really fun one or a really poignant one, whatever made it memorable is up to you. Would you share that with us? Just, yeah, I'm not going to pass a microphone through, but I'll, I'll kind of repeat what you say, just like I did with the prayer time. Yes, Jesse. Cool. Yeah. So a Thursday in August when a bunch of artists and people joined you on your uh, weekly warm weather uh, unity ride. Awesome. Yeah. I wasn't able to make it. But I will be there one of these times. (laughs) Cool. Other memories from this past year. Yeah. Del. great memory when, when Ken at our prayer time uh, gave a report of praise and thanksgiving that his transition back to work had gone well after we'd been praying for him for months and months and months. Um, yeah, sometimes uh, our prayers seem so futile, like they're not doing anything and, and we're not seeing any movement in the world. And when you see something like that, it's so beautiful. And I think part of what you're remembering is the, it was probably audible in the room that the whole congregation loves Ken so much that this moment was truly, there was that empathy I was talking about where we were all just so happy in that moment that, uh, that things were better in that time. Yeah. Thanks for that reminder. Other memories from this year? Yeah, Lawrence. Hmm. Yes. 
Thank you, Lawrence. Yeah, so um, he's referring to the ramp, which is just a few weeks old now, um, which uh, I think you're right. Are, as Compared to many churches, which are older construction typically and have lots of stairs and things, we were fairly accessible already. Um, but we have uh, had some people with disabilities who have become part of our congregation and that we have seen the need for this. And uh, we said, as in your words, it's not good enough and we need to do more. And so we lowered the coffee table. We've done some improvements in the restrooms, although they have a long way to go. Um, in not just that way, but in others. Um, <clears throat> and we installed this ramp, which uh, it was so fun to see Stephanie come up here to make an announcement and... Uh, just be able to have access to this part of our, our building, which has not been accessible until then. So thanks for that reminder. And yes, there is more on the way. Uh, that might be something that sneaks out next week when I'm talking about the year upcoming. But uh, we want to do more. We want to make our entrance more accessible. And we want to make the restrooms m- much more accessible than even we, we did. So um, come back next week. That's a teaser. <laughs> uh, we'll do Dallas and then we'll come to uh, well, I just love the hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the Halloween tradition is lots of fun I don't know how many years we've been doing that but lots of uh, families gather here and then we go do our trick-or-treating in the neighborhoods around our, our building here, which are actually great neighborhoods for trick-or-treating, particularly a couple of streets, which um, I'm still having nightmares about. But <laughs> um, yeah, and then you're right. They come back and they, they just dump all their candy out and the, and the great uh, trading begins and um, slash candy fight. Yeah. So uh, we love our kids here at Artisan and... We actually encourage, by the way, encourage people who don't have children to come and hang out during that trick-or-treating time um, because it's fun for grown-ups too, right? For certain types of grown-ups, it's fun. Um, Not everybody's cup of tea, probably, but... (laughs) Yeah, thank you for that good memory. And did you have one other? So I went back through my calendar. Look at you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Back in March, we did. Thank you for being the first person I think to call something out from the first half of the year. We did a, a workshop here on a Saturday uh, on sacred listening and prayer, and um, kind of in that same vein, we did studio through the fall, where we did scripture, prayer, and service together on a weeknight. And both of those t- things were a great experience of trying to uh, go deeper in our in our faith and our practice of it, which is, uh, by the way, is our for the ministry year is our theme, Deep Waters, Scripture, Prayer, and Service. Is that Brenda back there? Yeah. Hi, Brenda. Um, I Thank you. 
Thank God for that, and I thank the people who made it happen, too, of which I was not one. The planning of that was entirely led by lay people this time around, um, and the last time, by the way. Um, that was our immersive service in, in the week before Christmas, and it was really a powerful time in a way that God um, can kind of break through to you and to us in a, in a way that's different from our typical Sunday liturgy. So, yeah, thanks for remembering that. Uh, Gianna, and then we'll come to Tim. Yeah. Yes, mixtape was wonderful, wasn't it? Man, mixtape was, uh, we've done that kind of thing several times over the life, our history as a church, and this one kind of blew the, the roof off of the place with all the great musical acts we had and the really poignant things that they had to share with us. And um, yeah, in fact, my, my dad was, I was with my dad this past week, my whole family together, and uh, he made some crack about writing me out of the will because of, uh, I had said something about my grandmother in one of those sermons. I was like, what are you talking about? What did I even say? And he, he reminded me that I had said when there was applause for music during church, I was like, oh, my grandma wouldn't like that because <laughs> she's old school. She doesn't, you don't applaud anything but God uh, in the church. Uh, but the music was so good, we couldn't help ourselves. It was amazing. He was teasing about the will, I, I, I hope, but... Um, a Tim first, and then we'll come back to Mark. Uh, I have three things. One, first is the retreat in Jerusalem. Mm. Yeah. 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 The retreat, the all church retreat. First time we've done that was in October. By the way, we have uh, one coming up this year. It's a winter retreat. It's February. I think it's nineteenth through twenty-first. Is that right? It's the um, it's the weekend before school break, um, whatever those dates are. We're in the same place, um, but this year we get to do sledding and all kinds of uh, fun wintry stuff. And the pool and indoor pool and hot tub are complete, and they're ready to roll. So, yeah, don't miss the retreat this year. And uh, you mentioned Danielle Ponder from Mixtape. She was incredible, both her music and her insight into the criminal justice system in Rochester. And Reverend Simmons, who, um, as usual, brought the house down. In his own way. By the way, we are going to Baber in two weeks. Um, uh, sorry for the late notice, but you're hearing it now officially. We are going to visit Baber AME Church. Uh, it happens to be Martin Luther King Sunday, and we're going to be there, which is just down the street. It's 550 Meg Street, which is at Meg's and Clinton, so it's like a mile and a half or something down the road. Very easy to get to. Even if you come here and go, uh-oh, you can probably still go there, although their service is at 10, which is in between our two service times. But... Um, that's coming up on the 15th, and don't miss going to Baber. Uh, the sermon will not be as good uh, because I'll be giving it, but, <laughs> but um, we'll get to hear their music and their choir, and we'll get to be together with them. And I think we're actually going to watch a movie together afterward as well. Um, last I heard, the plan was to watch the documentary 13th together, um, which if you haven't seen it, is absolutely amazing. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. 
Yeah. What was the date of that? Your confirmation just had, you remember? In June. Yeah. It's uh, sort of a symbol for us of, of our kids getting older. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old, I'm old enough to remember when Artisan didn't have any kids. <laughs> um, yes, Russell. Yeah, following the, the nightclub shooting, um, the Pulse in Orlando. Um, that's one of the things that I had written down as well, that we stopped our normal routine, whatever was going to be the message that day. We just tr- canned it, and we, we grieved and mourned together, and uh, particularly to hear from um, the people at Artisan who are LGBT who felt that in a a much more visceral way than than many of us did, but for all of us together to pause and grieve that uh, terrible, terrible event um, was very powerful. Yeah, election day communion this year was awesome. We did that four years ago too, and um, I don't know if it was just a different different type of election or different people involved, but this one seemed like it was, you're right, we, the Southwich Mission graciously hosted that, and we had um, Community of the Savior and Baber AME uh, partnering with the, the other two churches, us and Southwich Mission, to put that together, and the, the service was amazing, and we had, I think, 14 or 15 different churches represented at, in attendance that night. Um, really, really powerful, really powerful time. Yeah, thanks for remembering that. Yes, Steve? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Steve's referring to Covenant Kids Congo. We had a Hope Sunday where we had a chance to um, do sponsorships through this um, organization. Uh, that our, our denomination's partnership with World Vision to do child sponsorship for kids in, in the Congo. And, uh, yeah, as Steve pointed out, that a church of our size to do 16 is basically unheard of. And they were, the people uh, back in the home office were very impressed with all of you. And um, I've, uh, over the years, time and time again, I have seen this church be, show so much generosity, whether it's working with the Ugandan Water Project, which we've supported again this year, or something like Covenant Kids Congo, or just giving to a need that we see in the community. Um, we, yeah, it's... I'm always impressed. We recently had a person who was in a very serious crisis with housing, and some people um, banded together and gave some money toward that and were able to to get that person current with the landlord. And um, that kind of thing happens at Artisan more often than you know. Some of you had, are just hearing about that for the first time because it wasn't a public thing that happened. But um, I always look back at Artisan's generosity, and I'm pleased by it and impressed and proud of it. Yeah. Vera, did you have something too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the partnership with New Hope, uh, in partnership with Rain, um, to provide housing for families in crisis, 
um, has been something that's really been wonderful for us. It's, it's drawn us a little bit out of our shell in some ways, and it's a very tangible, simple thing that we can do and have done to make a difference in some, people, some people's lives. And it's another example of partnership with, with other congregations in our city, which is something that's really important to me personally, and I know from talking to you, a lot of you, that it's important to you as well. Um, we have significant differences with some of these churches that we partner with. Like, we're very different from them in our practice, in the way we worship, sometimes in our theology, and, um, but we, we partner together because the, the mission of the gospel is, is something that we have in common, and it's the most important thing. And so we're, uh, it's not always easy to make that the, the focal point and that the relational glue between a couple of congregations or several congregations. But things like rain help us to do that in a really wonderful way. And I'm really pleased with that. Yeah. Thanks for remembering. Yeah, Corey. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, Corey's talking about the, how our response to the, the election um, solidified that this was, this was the last chance church. And um, boy, there's, there's nothing more powerful to me um, as a pastor than to hear people say, I was done with church and this was my last chance and it, it actually worked. It doesn't happen for everybody, but it's always wonderful to hear that. I have uh, Leslie, I think, and then Gianna has another one. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, don't get me started on that one, Leslie. thankful that you're here too and there's the, what Leslie just described is true for several of you in the room that this was the year that you found the, the connection point that you needed in a church where um, the core of the faith is held so dear and yet we engage culture as you point out it's right in our mission encounter God embrace people and engage culture in the way of Jesus and um, we are delighted to have you and your family and others who have found Artisan as our home as their home this year and um, uh, we have seen a lot of growth this year and I think in large part it's 
um, people who have experiences similar to what you just described. And so uh, to all of you who fit that, that description, thank you for being part of our community. Yeah, Anna. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and it's talking about how this has been a super supportive place for them in this difficult year, both in the world and in their personal lives. And we're so glad that you are part of Artisan too. I wish I could say that. I wish I had time to say that to every one of you, by the way. Um, John, I'm going to let Doug go and then Aiden because they've both, they haven't had a chance yet, but then if we have time, we'll come back to you, okay? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Angela has taken the lead on starting a kind of a support group which operates on Facebook and, and um, a little bit outside of Facebook too for people who are struggling with emotional issues and challenges or mental illness. And yes, there's a great way to say it, Doug. It's, it's okay to have cancer in every church, but it's not necessarily okay to, to be transparent in some churches about mental illness in particular. And... Um, Emotional struggles um, seem to be the type of things that, that sometimes the message is if you're a person of real faith, they wouldn't be bothering you. And so, yeah, uh, we're grateful to Angela for, for um, organizing that. And if you're hearing this for the first time going, whoa, I need that. Uh, Angela's not here today, but perhaps you could check in with Doug and he could help you find your way to that. Um, and that's uh, been a real blessing for many people here this year as well. Aiden, you had one. Yeah, the first time we've ever hosted a national touring act here. It, uh, Matthew Smith and Indelible Grace on, uh, in October was uh, another example of a partnership with the local church. We partnered with Mosaic to put that on and Community of the Savior. And it was a great night, wasn't it? Music was fantastic. Um, uh, I'll just be honest with you and tell you we did not break even financially on that, <laughs> on that endeavor. But it was worth it because uh, that's a, it was a phenomenal time. And I hope that we can do that kind of thing again. Um, in the future. And, um, you know, thank you for remembering that. Did you have something, Joanna? This isn't an event, but just something that I was speaking looking at that I 
So our children's ministry is really wonderful. And the thing is, um, if you're not a parent, you, you, it's, you, you could be forgiven perhaps for not knowing this because Pastor Jesse are, is, is only a half-time paid pastor. And she spends a lot of the time on Sundays she's teaching once or twice um, on our morning services. And boy, Jesse does such an incredible job organizing this beautiful children's ministry. And she told me recently... Um, that the, the list of children that she keeps who come to Artisan with some regularity was 83 kids long. And then the next day she said, um, it's now 84 because we had a baby born yesterday. And for a church of our size to have 84 kids, they're not, obviously they're not all here all at once, but to have 84 kids here um, you know, with any regularity is a lot of kids for a church our size. And Jessie is, boy, she's, she's doing such a great job job, yeah. Katie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So glad to hear that. Thank you. And you're you're such a you do such a great job with them, and they are so blessed to have you as one of their teachers. And um, yeah, the need the need is there. By the way, uh, if you if you want to be part of this, Jesse would love to hear from you. Um, but uh, yeah, oh boy, there's hands are cropping up everywhere, and we're like, we should be singing our last song right now. <laughs> this is so much better than if I had just read you my list. But let me tell you, we didn't even get to cider days. We didn't even talk about the fact that this was the calendar year in which we went to two services in a way that kind of really felt right for the first time maybe ever.
to this microphone. <laughs> and um, we're just going to be done. I know that there's so many other things that you wanted to share, and I wanted to hear them and uh, so forth, but we should move on in our service now. Um, thank you for sharing your favorite memories from Artisan over the last year, and I can't wait to talk to you next week and give you a little bit of a um, window into what's coming in 2017. There's lots of great stuff that's going to continue what we've been doing and take us to new places, and it's going to be challenging and fun and hard and painful and wonderful and joyful and all those things all together. Um, so don't miss that. Um, and don't let me forget to give you like the formal announcements at the end of the service. Can you do me my, my, a favor and try to hang in with me at the announcement time, even though we're going to be over time and there's a lot to talk about? I don't want you to miss it, but I didn't have time to do it here. And then my microphone died. So um, I want to offer to you uh, the, the sacrament of Holy Communion, which uh, is made ready for all who seek to follow Jesus in this place. And um, we're going to sing one of our favorite songs while we take communion. It's probably not a church song, as I always say, but it has become a church song for us. And um, if you don't know it, I'm sure you'll be able to sing along, especially when we get to the end. It's just a powerful, powerful song. But will you come to the table of the Lord? And uh, Della is at the back of the room if you'd like to receive personalized prayer. And parents, please go collect those children of yours. For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com.